Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I'll uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now somebody can read this and say, Well, you can understand this. You need a message for this. Right? So let's see what God has to say. Let's go to verse 11. Behold, all those who are incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing, and those who strive with you shall perish. Verse 12. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contend with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. Verse 13, for I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. Verse 14, fear not, you worm Jacob, you men of Israel, I'll help you, says the Lord, and your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Verse 14 is the highlight of today's word. That's what the Lord brought to me. But God has told me to start from 10. So we will keep going as the Lord leads us. From 14 is where we're going to really zoom in. The Spirit of God is going to. So I'm going to read 14 one more time. 14, 15, 16. Yes, 14, 15, 16. Fear not, you worm Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you, says the Lord. And your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Behold, I will make you into a new threshing sledge with sharp teeth. You shall thresh the mountains and beat them small and make the hills like chaff. You shall winnow them, the wind shall carry them away and the whirlwind shall scatter them. You shall rejoice in the Lord and the glory and glory in the Holy One of Israel. And read 14, 15, and 16 one more time. Fear not, you worm Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you, says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Behold, I will make you into a new threshing sledge with sharp teeth. You shall thresh the mountains and beat them small and make the hills like chaff. You shall winnow them, the wind shall carry them away, and the whirlwind shall scatter them. You shall rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. How many of you feel really sad after you read this? How many of you feel very sad? How many of you feel depressed and discouraged? Oh my Lord, it's a big job God is giving me to do to bring down mountains. How many of you feel that way when you read this word? How many of you feel happy when you read this word? This is something that God says God will cause you to do. God will make it happen. He didn't say, now you're going to go and try to go and bite that mountain and see how you can bring it down. No. God says he's going to make you. He's going to give to you that which you don't have in order to bring that problem to nothing. Hallelujah. This is who our God is. So, I want to give a little work for you. Just look at your Bibles and read from verse 10. And just take a minute and see how many times God says, fear not or don't be afraid. How many times is there? How many times? Take one more minute. From verse 10 to verse 16. 
When you say how many times, I need to know what verses you are picking it from. So. Four times? How many of you say four? How many say five? How many say two? Four? Everybody four? Which verse? The first verse and then? So verse 10, then? Which one? Two in verse 10, praise God, and then? One in verse 13. 14, yes, 14, 13, 14, 2. Praise God. So we have 13, we have 14, and then we have 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you with my righteous right hand. Where's the other fourth fear not? Okay. Fear not is total three, right? Yes? In New King James at least. Okay, praise God. Fear not, for I am with you. God has said, just within these, you know, few verses, 10 to 16, about seven verses, God says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Within those verses, you see it three times. When God brings something to you more than once, one time itself is enough to tell you that it's important. But when he says more than one time here, and it's three times, it adds more emphasis to this. God says, don't be afraid. So the first point here God is saying from verse 10 all the way to verse 16 is, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God says, don't be afraid. We're going to see why God is saying, don't be afraid. Why should you not be afraid? When you have everything that is around you turning against you, why should you not be afraid? Verse 10 says, for I am your God. God says, I am your God. God says, because I'm your God, don't be afraid. That means God says, I am for you. Whatever looks scary for you, God says, I'll take care of it. Don't be afraid. So when God says, don't be afraid, he simply doesn't say, don't be afraid. But he says, don't be afraid because I'm there right with you. So whatever you may face in the upcoming days, we need to know this. God says, don't be afraid. So you got to tell yourself, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because... God, who made the heavens and the earth, he's with you. And then what else? Do you say this? I'll just stand by you and whatever happens to you, I'll take care of it. Don't be with you. That's all. He goes even further to say, he says, I will strengthen you. See, this verse 10 is more like a topic sentence here for the rest of the verses that we read to say, what God is about to do and what God is going to do for you and through you. What God is about to do for you and through you. And so God says, don't be afraid for I'm with you. 
I will stay with you, I will strengthen you. So God says, by me being with you, whatever is bigger than you, God says in short, I'll make you bigger than that. Is that beautiful? Whatever mountain may be in front of you, God says, I will infuse my strength in you by standing right next to you, making you stronger than that which threatens you. That which is against you, God says, I'll make you stronger than that by being right next to you. He says, don't be afraid. So don't be afraid. I'll uphold you with my righteous right hand. God's hand is a strong and mighty hand. So he says, I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to give you my strength. Not only that, I'm going to hold you with my right hand. In many different ways, God says, nothing can bring you down. God will raise you up to a place where you can bring down that which is against you. Now, now God is bringing before you all the things that are against you and that which can bring you down. He's showing you, okay, these things, these things, these things, all these things that are there, they look big. Yes, it is big, but I'm going to do something special inside of you to the extent that you are going to become someone who can not just tolerate, but someone who can actually bring under submission that which is trying to control you. God is speaking at this hour. No matter what it may be, whether it's a disease, whether it's a disorder, whether it's a problem, whatever it may be, whatever looks threatening, God says, I will make you into something that's more powerful than that which is trying to push you down. You know, what's going to happen? God says, you're going to come up and you're going to push that down. And how it's going to happen is what we're going to see. Verse 11. Behold, all those who are incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. All those, whatever problem you may have, whoever it may be, whoever is trying to bother you, whoever is trying to cause problems for you at work, whoever is trying to do whatever, whatever sickness or whatever disease or whatever affliction, whatever demonic struggle you may have, God says, no matter what is against you, God says, all those Things that are against you shall be put to shame. Hallelujah. All the negative reports will be put to shame. All the people who rise against you, God says, they'll be put to shame. This scripture that God has given, God is showing me that this is a very important scripture portion which is going to stand as God's mark, God's um, measuring rod for the next remainder of this year. You're going to hold on to this and God will stand by this to make sure it happens in your life. Provided you believe in what God has said. Behold, all those who were incensed against you, not some, all, all the things that rise against you, people, things, the disease, disorder, demons, whatever it is, everything that rise up against you or rose up against you, existed, stayed, tormented you all this time. God says, all those things God said, He will stand with you. He will infuse His power into you and He will hold you by your right hand. And God says, He will put all those things to shame. Hallelujah. God will put all those things to shame. Hallelujah. And those who strive with you shall perish. Whatever it may be, whatever goes against you, to bring you down, to bring you to nothing, and whatever and whoever tries to destroy you, God says, they shall be destroyed. You won't be destroyed. 
they shall be destroyed. Hallelujah. That very thing that tries to destroy you, God says, God will destroy that. Whatever it may be, disease, disorder, enemies, whatever it may be, devil, whatever it may be, God says, God will destroy that very thing that tries to destroy you. Whatever sought to go after your life, God says, God will bring that thing down. Praise be to God. Verse 12. You know how that work of God will happen? And to what extent it will happen? God says, verse 12. You shall seek them and not find them. You shall seek them and not find them. I can ask, she had this thing that came against her, which was the tumor in her ear. That was her enemy. Are you able to find it even if you look for it? No. That which you seek, God says, even if you look for it, it's not going to be there. You can have five MRIs before that. But God gives that verdict. Even if you look for it, you won't find it. Whatever it may be, whether it's your health condition, whether it's a problem in your family, whether it's your problem in your body, whether it's a problem in your relationship, whatever it may be, whatever is standing against you, staring at your face right now, and it says that I have power over you. God says, you will look for it and you will not find it. God will stand next to it and he will make sure he brings that down to zero. Hallelujah. It's a promise God is giving to us. Let's just go here. Those who contend with you and those who, whoever tries to, whatever tries to bring you down, God says, when you look for it, you will not find it. That means it will become non-existent. Hallelujah. Whatever diagnosis, whatever report, whatever Satan shows and however threatening it may appear, God says, it will become non-existent. Do we believe that? Do we believe that? That the very same God who says that he can do it is able to do it. Hallelujah. Now, those who war against you shall be as nothing as a non-existent thing. See how many different ways God is saying the same thing? Because he wants to assure us, he wants us to get it. You know what happens when you get it? When you get what he says, you get what he has actually promised. So it's important for you to get what he says first. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But you need to get it. Not just here, here. It has to go inside of you. God said it. Whatever comes against me, God will make sure he will cause it to disappear. Hallelujah. And the most beautiful thing, we're going to continue reading. Verse 13. For I, the Lord your God, will hold you by your right hand saying, Fear not, for I will help you. Hallelujah. He says, like a loving parent to the child, Don't be afraid. I'm with you. He has his arm around us and he says, don't be afraid. I am right here with you. I will help you. It's a big deal. When the maker of heaven and earth says, I will help you, it's a big deal. Because when that help comes from heaven, that help will supersede everything else that is around us. And when he says the word, it overrides every other word. No matter what curse, no matter what witchcraft, no matter what anyone has done. What curse, what generation curse, whatever people have said over your life, over and over and over again. You're dull, you're stupid, and you cannot do anything, and, and you, you will amount to nothing, and all kinds of things people might have said. When God says a word over that, 
it just not only erases that, it just causes it to completely, permanently vanish. And God says here, verse 14 again, Fear not, this is very important, Fear not, you worm Jacob, you men of Israel. How many of you know what a worm is? What's a worm? Do you think a worm can bark? Or even can say meow? No. A a worm is a defenseless creature. When you step on it, it's gone. When you try to get it, it can't put up a fight. God says, don't be afraid, you worm Jacob. We, as God's people, we may feel like the enemy is so strong. We're helpless. We cannot defeat this. This looks like a tsunami that is coming over my head. This looks like it's overpowering. This looks like it's going to drown me. God says, hey, you are a worm. That's the truth. (laughs) You can't do a thing. We're no match to Satan. When Satan comes and he says, I'm going to get you. That means he can get us. That's the truth. But God says, I'm going to do something with you. I will stand with you. I will give you my power. I will hold you by my right hand. With all these things he keeps saying, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Why is he saying that? Because we're so used to hearing that, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And then when Satan comes and says, I'm going to get you. And then that's it for us. Next minute, oh, Lord, I'm gone. I'm gone. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. And even if God is standing here, we leave God and we run away somewhere looking for some hiding place. Because we look at Satan and we let go of God. God is speaking to us today. Because of his love, because he knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust. He takes the time to tell us, don't be afraid. Every time he says, this is what I'm going to do through you. This is how I'm going to give you the victory. He says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You are a worm. You can't defend yourself in front of these enemies. But I'll help you. And your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel is saying this. You know what I'm going to do to you? He says, you are a worm, right? You can't defend yourself. Even if you go to a dog or a cat, if you try to catch them or something, they will react. They'll basically tell you, don't you come near me in their own way. But a worm cannot do that. That's how we are when it comes to fighting the spiritual warfare without God. We are no match to Satan. But God says, don't be afraid, for I will help you. And God says, the Redeemer, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Redeemer, God says, I'm the one who redeems you. I'm the one who takes you to myself. And I'm the one who has redeemed you. And you're mine. Nobody can touch you. I will stand with you. I will protect you. I will infuse my strength into you. I will raise you up into what? This is what God says. Very important. He says, verse 15, I will make you into a new threshing sledge with sharp teeth. Think about that. Think about a worm becoming like a new threshing sledge with sharp teeth. What kind of a creature that becomes at that point? It's a worm. But that worm becomes something else. Now it becomes bigger than a dinosaur. 
Because this goes and let's see what God says when he turns that defenseless creature to become into. You shall thresh the mountains and beat them small. Is it possible in the human sense? No. But in the divine sense when he says, this is what I'm going to do to you. I'm going to give you the power that you do not have. That you can never have. To bring mountains down. That means that which stands against you. That which opposes you. That which threatens you. That which tries to drown you. That which tries to bring you down. That which is constantly trying to defeat you. God says, I will give you power over it. God says, I will. It's not like, okay, I'm going to give you some weapon. No, God says, this is the most important thing. He says, I will make you into that weapon. Hallelujah. God says, I will make you into that weapon. I will make you into that threshing sledge with sharp teeth. Not not just any threshing sledge. This thing has something so powerful. He says, this can grind mountains to powder. It'll beat them and it'll grind them to powder. And, let's read, make the hills like chaff. Whatever looks impossible and big in your sight, if you believe, the power of God can go into you, turn you into something that you never was, something that you could never have thought to become, to bring under subjection the very thing that which tries to overpower you. This is the prophecy God is giving you at this hour. That which tries to overpower you, God says, he will cause you to overpower that. You know how that fight is going to be? He says you're going to make it like fine dust and go, poof, that's it. You can't even find it. What will happen to sawdust when the wind goes and blows on it? So you see a dual work taking place. God making you into something so powerful that will bring down the powers of darkness. God will make you into something that will bring down your enemies. And then, he's not just saying, okay, now it became dust. You brought the mountains to powder and that's it. No. Now there, God stands there to make it even more interesting. Let's just read. Verse 16. You shall winnow them. The wind shall carry them away. And the whirlwind shall scatter them. What's that? That's the work of God. He says, I'm going to make you into this powerful instrument that's going to grind the powers of darkness. It's going to grind that which is against you to powder. After that, you know what happens? The God who is standing next to you, he says, let me do something. He just goes, poof, and that's it. He blows everything away. And then he says, go look for it. See if you can find it. We cannot find that which tried to Overpower us. This is who our God is. You shall winnow them. The wind shall carry them away. And the whirlwind shall scatter them. Then you shall rejoice in the Lord. And glory in the God. The Holy One. The Lord God of Israel. That's the end result. I'm just waiting for 31st night here. Not here. Wherever God has us. But together as a church. Where our shout is going to be a lot louder. And God's people will be even more here. With all the work that God would do in our midst. And God turns each one of you into that threshing tool, instrument. 
in order for this to happen, you need to do one thing. You need to not be afraid and not leave God. When Satan comes and says, Poo! You don't say, oh, and run. Many people run like that. When you run like that, you depart from God, the very God who can actually make you into that instrument. So in order for God to make you into that instrument, you need to stand by God. God already has his arm around you. And he says, don't be afraid. I'm going to infuse my power into you. I'm going to turn you into a powerful instrument of God. Hallelujah. How many of you want to become powerful instruments of God? Where God can bring mountains to powder. Hallelujah. Through you. Through you. God bringing mountains to powder. And then God standing beside you. And he says, I'm going to blow that away. Whatever is against you. Whatever is against you. Whether it's an official thing. Whether it's a legal thing. Whether it's a family thing. Whatever is against you. God says, He will turn you into that threshing instrument. Where God will cause that mountain that stands against you to come down. And then God will cause that to be blown away. And that which is against you, when you even try to say, where is, where is it, where is it? Non-existent. Hallelujah. Whatever problem you may have in your body, whatever problem you may have in your family, whatever problem you may be facing with your mind, whatever problem you may be facing in your finances, everything put together, God says, God can cause you to defeat that which is against you. That which tormented you. When you look for it, you will not find it. That's when you will shout out with shouts of praise to God. Which is the faithfulness of God. See, if God just comes and says, well, you have this problem, I will grind it to powder. God can do it. But God wants to do something far greater. Where you don't have to be someone, every time something happens, you just get scared and scared and scared. God says, I'm going to make you into that power instrument. So every time the enemy comes, you can grind it down to powder. And God can just blow it away, scatter it. That's the best thing God can do. Think about this. If you're a child and you don't know how to write, and your parent always says, I will write it for you. It may sound like a very good help at that time. But you know what? The child will never learn to write. But a parent who says, you stay with me, and they hold their hand, and they help them write, help them write, help them write, the child begins to write. That's something that a child needs to have in order for the child to accomplish every time the child needs to write. That's what God wants to do. Every time you face a problem, every time you face a problem, you shouldn't run into the closet away from God, but you need to be right next to God, never move an inch, so that He can turn you into that powerhouse that can bring your problems down to powder every single time. Every single time. By God working in you, 
by God changing you, by God putting his power inside of you. The very thing that tried to devour you, God will not only cause you to bring it down to powder, but that which will try to even devour our others at that point, when you are a powerful instrument. How many of you think a, a powerful instrument can be only used by one person? No. Wherever the need is, that instrument is used. So in your life, when God uses you to overcome that which is trying to drown you, when God makes you, converts you into that instrument that can actually have that sharp teeth to grind the mountains to powder, God can use you, this sharp instrument, to grind mountains to powder in the lives of many other people. That's far better than every time going and saying, Oh, five dollars, Lord, five dollars, Lord, five dollars, Lord, five dollars, Lord. He can give you ten. But God wants to make you an owner of wealth so that you can have and give to those who are in need. Not always in a beggarly status, Lord, give me, give me, give me. God says, I'll make you into a blessing so that you can give in return. God is speaking to our hearts today. Every mountain that is before you, God is not taking it away. God is going to make you into someone who will grind that mountain to powder. God is not taking that mountain away because God wants to do something far greater in you to make you into that powerhouse so that you can grind not only your mountain, but the mountains of those who are in front of you.